Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. It's Christ the King Sunday, and our reading comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, and the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. It has been busy at our house, for sure. That's nothing new, of course. We've got four growing kids, and it's been a busy school year. My dear spouse getting closer to finishing her degree and working hard every day. We had a car accident a few weeks ago. Finally, we're able to get a new vehicle. Thank God we are okay. Our family is healthy. It's hard to find time for us all just to be together and relax. When, when is the day when we just do nothing? I don't know. I've not seen that day yet. Uh, there's always something going on. Somebody do some, doing something or going somewhere or fighting over this or that. Now the holidays approach. Great anxiety fills our days. And we worry about what will get done and what gets added to the schedule and how we will afford it all and stress can pile up. But we all know this has not been the year we had hoped for. Our city continues to feel the stress of the pandemic. Housing costs and availability have put families on the street. Elected officials argue about masks and money while our neighbors and loved ones are trying to survive. Many of the ones we turn to for leadership are focused on the next election, when we had hoped that they would bring about a change and prosperity and progress and healing. We know we need to do something to avoid uh, the deepening crisis of climate change. Issues of racial justice and gun violence still persist. Our LGBTQIA siblings still fight for their rights to exist. And 2021 has been the deadliest year in America for our transgender siblings. We're still wearing masks in worship. We still know people are dying of COVID-19. It has been overwhelming. How can we persevere? Some of us are not okay. That is to be understood, right? I mean, just here in this place, in this room, we have people in this congregation who live with unseen medical conditions, autoimmune diseases, some fighting cancer or heart disease or pushing through each hour, each day, each week with debilitating pain or depression or mental illness. We have friends here who are without a place to sleep. Some live daily with what might be our biggest fears in life. Nothing is easy. But still, and I hear this from you, we do not despair. We trust that there will be a better day ahead. Where does that hope come from? We hear this story from the prophet Isaiah today in a time when Israel had already been mostly conquered by the time that this prophet Isaiah began his career speaking to the southern kingdom in Judah. Israel had had their share of kings and none of them seemed to really live up to the calling. They'd get lured into worshiping idols or get conquered by neighboring powers or become utterly corrupt. People didn't have any power. They were subject to the whims of whatever king they had at the moment. 
the one who held all the power, made all the decisions, set the course for their lives, you can imagine the anxiety that they felt every day. Where could they go? They could not see a way out from disaster. So this prophet, the one we often refer to as First Isaiah, lived when the Assyrians were the rising power in the region. He preached mostly words of judgment to the people and to the rulers who did evil in the sight of God, who had forsaken the Lord and called rebellious hearts to return to God. That's the bulk of the book. But today we get something else. We hear a word of hope from this prophet. But it begins with darkness. In the ancient world, that was dangerous. In the dark, you didn't have an iPhone. You didn't have a flashlight. You didn't have a, a lantern. Or no electric street lights. No reflective vests. The night was scary. There were dangers everywhere. But light, light meant a new day. The return of safety and possibility. Just making it through the night was a blessing. We are anxious. We are worried. We are fearful. And we walk in a more metaphorical darkness. But when things are hard, when we feel those feelings, when we are unsure, when we don't know what will happen next, it can be hard to even imagine a new day. When we struggle to see God's justice played out in the world. When help for our neighbors and peace for our world are elusive. Because we have known such pain and struggle and fear. It's hard to know something good is coming, but it is coming. What we can't see, we find hard to accept, but faith leads us to believe in what we can't see, right? We hear that in Hebrews. Faith calls us to live for a future promise, for that thing that we can't see but we hope for. And we live in a way that enacts this future here and now. Something's coming. You notice when we hear this reading today, you don't hear that, thus says the Lord, that usually comes from a prophet. It's kind of interesting to me. Usually you hear that and they introduce an oracle or a word from God. What we have here today is truly prophetic. But in context, it might be considered a psalm, maybe something like a hopeful prayer. This reading from Isaiah, it's more like a hymn. It might even have been sung, might once have been used for the enthronement of a new king. So we hear that hope for a new leader. But the prophet points to a promise. Something's coming. God will save. When we can't see, think about this for a minute. When you can't see, you rely on other senses. I think about getting out of bed at night and your eyes are groggy from sleep. Your brain's still, still somewhere else and you feel around in the dark for that wall or that corner of the bed. That's what your little toe is for, I've learned. <laughs> From experience. Well, when we can't see, we, we use our hearing, right? We have to listen. We have to hear what else is out there, what's going on. And if you're struggling now to see how our nation is going to come together, if you're anxious about the upcoming holiday season with family and friends, some on different political sides, some vaccinated, others not, 
if you're unable to see how everyone is going to get through it, or you're just finding it hard to see your way through another day at work or looking for work or working on a relationship or feeling alone, listen to the word. Hear it. A child has been born for us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is wonderful, mighty, everlasting, powerful, peaceful. When we can't see, we trust. We have faith. We hear the word and hold on to the goodness of God that we hear in Scripture. Those promises fulfilled completely in our King Jesus. The prophet speaks words of hope. Joy is coming, even for those ones who can't even imagine what it might look like. Like joy at the harvest, when you don't have to worry about those seeds that you buried in the ground and planted, or the weather being too hot or too dry or a natural disaster because the food's already on the table. That kind of joy. Or the joy like at the end of a battle. The end of the fighting when the boots and the bloody rags will be burned because you know you don't need them anymore. Like the end of all war when the victory has already been won. That kind of joy. This kind of joy is promised for the whole nation. Everyone celebrates. Everyone rejoices. Everyone gets it. No in-groups. No out-groups. No one left on the sideline. Everyone's in and everyone's celebrating that kind of joy. Or like the joy of a mother whose baby is born, who cries tears of thankfulness for the life of her child, who doesn't have to be afraid anymore, who will cherish his life. This child will be born for us. We might not see it. But we hear about it. We trust in the word and we can have hope again. We can believe in goodness again. We can come together again and be reconciled and be renewed. This child is Jesus, the Christ, our king. And we know that our help doesn't come from any other earthly ruler. Today, we call Christ the king since he is the power that leads us through the difficulties we face into a new day. We call Christ the king because of the power of resurrection, that power that is his, and he has given us the power of forgiveness and vision and healing and hope. Jesus is the one, Scripture names, king of creation. We sing it, Lord of light, powerful deliverer, mighty God. Jesus is the light of our lives and will continue to bring us through every dark night we face. The Lord promises joy. The Lord will deliver what is needed at the right time. These are the promises that we hear when we cannot see. In the meantime, we trust in God. We trust that a new day is coming, that light will shine on us again. And we work for our neighbors. Our power might seem limited. We might feel insecure and face setbacks, but Jesus is with us. And God's promises are coming true every day. And they will come true. And we may be frustrated and overwhelmed, but we do not give up. We do not despair. 
we will celebrate. We will rejoice again. And the body of Christ across the globe bears witness to what we have seen, to what we have heard. The Lord has been good to us and has given us a king like any, unlike any other. Jesus is the one who leads by leaning into the darkness. He died and went right there to those places that we fear the most and did what we cannot do for ourselves. Came back from it, bringing grace and peace and breathing the spirit of life back into the world, back into us when we thought our breath was gone. Renewing relationships, giving hope and joy unlike anything else. So as we get ready to set a table, gather with friends and family to fill it with food, we give thanks for Christ our King. Amen.